You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, January 26, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. It is Thursday, and that means Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter are here looking sharp as ever, and we are going to get into it in detail today on the recruiting front. Lots of good stuff to get to. Um, there is a top 247 update coming out later today. You'll want to be in tune for it's the final one for 2023. We will discuss that later on, maybe in another show. Once you get a chance to see that, but today, <clears throat> excuse me, but today we're going to talk about the class of 2024 in Ohio. It is starting to take shape. A lot of these coaches are back from the road. Everyone's settled down and reviewing tape of the year before and building their boards and their travel schedules and getting visits. And we are knee-deep in it. 2024, Mark, where will it compare to 2025, 2020, excuse me, 2023 that we just went through? Um, and then where do you kind of put it in context with kind of the historical perspective? I always look forward to your how many Division One players in the state we got kind of deal. So give us an overview, and then Bill can kind of go play some target practice here. Yeah. Um, we'll start with an overview of uh, Ohio – since I've been doing this, probably the most uh, Division One prospects they produced in a year, I think it was like 163, and that was probably about 10 years ago. Uh, the last, you know, five or six years, it went down about 115, 125 a year. And then when COVID hit the last two years, uh, it's been 80 and about 89. 89 so far this year have com- committed to an FBS school. So numbers of Division One commitments in Ohio is down significantly right now. Half. Uh, we're yeah, we're hoping that with, you know, a lot of those fifth and sixth year seniors staying around, those guys have graduated. The transfer portal is eating up scholarships. Uh, NIL money is kind of playing in there. But we're hoping the number normalizes, and I hope it gets back up to over to over 100, but we're not sure. Okay, so maybe in the next two years we see that 100-plus. Class of 2024, Bill and I were talking a little bit before, and, you know, he said it's really a great class this year. And my first uh, – thought was, depending on who you are, is it real good at the top? Is it real good in the middle for maybe Mac and lower Big Ten schools? Is it real good lower? What positions is it real good at? Um, my process is I go out on the road all summer, 
kind of tap prospects on the shoulder, make sure they're real, stand next to them and verify them, uh, go on and see all the games. But that's only half the picture. Sometimes you don't get the full picture when you just see uh, a limited sample size. So now I'm sitting at my desk and watching all uh, 950 kids in the class of 2024 back to back to back, looking for finite differences in foot speed, explosion, pop, power, change of direction, and giving them a final ranking. Uh, as I'm doing that, I kind of get the picture of what the question is you ask. How is this class? Uh, for Ohio State at the top, it's pretty good. There's a couple position groups that I think are extremely deep. Uh, offensive line. Uh, we've been talking about for a while. I know they've only offered the Armstrong twins out of St. Ed's, but Luke Hamilton is an aggressive, nasty offensive lineman. Ben Roebuck, uh, Mark Nave at Toledo Central Catholic, Satter White at Akron Hoban. Uh, we haven't talked about the kid at Hudson very much, Tommy Ricard. Uh, I think I'm forgetting a name in there right now, but there are some great linemen in this class that are going to be power five heavy. Uh, in some years, a couple of years ago, we really, Ben Christman was our best offensive lineman or the the kid out of Norwalk. So this year is definitely a little better than those years in the past. Uh, other positions. Hold, hold on a sec, Mark. Of those guys, it's just very interesting because William Satterwhite, we haven't talked about a ton here, and he just got an offer from Alabama. I wonder if that's committable or not. Um, who of these guys, when we go through this, do you think are really legitimate Ohio State prospects? Um, what I think is going on right now, is I think Ohio State wanted the best tackles in this class. And the guys with the best feet, we've talked about this for the Armstrongs. They're, they're borderline tight end explosive at that position. So you have pass protectors for sure. These other guys, and talking to college coaches and other people, these other guys might be more guard bodies. They might be 6'3", 6'4", but I mean, they're 300 pounders that move well and pass a lot of those sniff tests. Uh, I bet you right now it's hard to figure out who the next best guy is. Is it Roebuck? Is it Navy? Is it Satterwhite? It's kind of like that. Do you like blondes, brunettes, or redheads? They all have their pluses and minuses to them. But I think, yeah, I think we're going to see all of them finish out of Power 5 schools. I think Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame will come in on these guys if they fit the GPA thing. So offensive line is deep. Where When I looked at receiver – there were only a handful of guys I thought at the top of the list, and I'm not sure if Brian Hartline will dip into the Dalen Wilkins at Northmont uh, and some of these other guys that I think are at the top of the class. There's probably better national guys. Uh, at corner, geez, oh, man, Bryce West and Aaron Scott, I mean, that's two as good as we've seen forever. Someone wanted me to compare them to Marshawn Lattimore, and I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to. That's how good they are, uh, and we know what Marshawn Lattimore is. Yeah, so both – yeah, it's an important distinction. Both those guys are not just in-state targets. They are built top-of-the-list targets. I, I'm leaving out uh, Frederick Johnson from Glenville and Wheelock from Stebbins. I knew there were a few names I hadn't, you know, brought up in that line list, but those guys are going to be big time too. Talking to more coaches about them, center guards. Uh, Freddie Johnson is someone that just keeps improving from Glenville. And, of course, at Glenville – He's going to get everybody's attention across the country. Uh, so that offensive line group is one of the deeper I've seen in a while. And there's even some prospects below that that are nice, but they're just never going to make it past the guys above them. Uh, we can go to the quarterback position. Uh, Timothy Carpenter, Tropwood, uh, really like him. Uh, he's a big uh, athletic guy, you know, not maybe as fast as Braxton Miller. We were talking about him earlier, but he, he breaks out of that pocket. and He's a handful, big, strong arm. 
Uh, maybe a little bit raw, a little bit developmental, but the key word is he has upside. If you're the guy that can get him playing, um, I just tweeted out yesterday that someone said in 2019, there's no way Jalen Hurts will be a great quarterback. Don't say that about Timothy Carpenter because he's got a lot of those same things going on there where when he gets it all right, you've got a, you know, you've molded a great player. Uh, Brendan Zerbro got an alliance. Dad played at Michigan. He's a really good athlete. Uh, a lot of other guys in the class throw it really well, but you know that position may not be as deep as some of the national guys at Ohio State will look at. Uh, running back, Jordan Marshall and uh, West Holmes kid, uh, Samuel Williams-Dixon. Two Ohio State offers right out of the gate there, and I think there are probably four or five other running backs that are Big Ten worthy. You'll see them go to Wisconsin or Cincinnati and Kentucky. So that's a really – Position group I liked a lot. I thought there were a few decent tight ends. Let me look at the names here real quick, and you guys might be able to fill in here for a second. Bill, who are the guys you think that Ohio State has really kind of drilled down on inside the state? Well, I want to go back real quick. Uh, Mark mentioned that, that I felt like uh, this is a great class for Ohio 2024. I want to draw back on that a little bit. I think it's a, uh, turning out to be a pretty good class Overall, for Ohio, for Ohio State, the class of 2024, when you look at it, um, they can fill three significant needs uh, without going out of the state of Ohio for the most part. Cornerback, mm -hmm. if you want two first-round draft choice potential guys, you got them in Ohio. You can fill your needs right here in Ohio with two great cornerbacks in uh, Bryce West and Aaron Scott. If you go to running back, they want two running backs this year. You can fill your needs and fill them very well overall by not going out of Ohio. You get Jordan Marshall, you get Sam Williams Dixon, and you filled your needs um, at that position, and that's very possible. And at tackle, you know they want more than they want at least two tackles, two, but they want probably three, maybe even four. But they they can fill pretty well their needs at tackle with the two Ohio kids, the Armstrongs. Um, now, are those five-star guys right now? No, but I will go back to when Mark and I were talking about Will Smith and he was a low three-star guy and he turned out to be a mid four-star guy, you know, uh, a top 150 or so kid in the country, uh, I think when all is said and done. Uh, the Armstrongs have that same type of potential. Um, so, Ohio State can fill a lot of their needs at tackle. If you look at those three positions, running back, cornerback, and tackle, that's huge if you can fill those needs just, or most of those needs, just in Ohio. And Ohio State can potentially do that this year. Uh, the other thing is pass rushers. You know, you're always looking for great pass rushers, and you got one in Elias Rudolph down in Cincinnati. So, you know, I think this is a pretty good class for 2024, Ohio-wise, for the state of Ohio is what I feel. Okay, so if we keep going down my list, we go to tight end. Damarian Witten, maybe one of the best receiving tight ends we've seen in Ohio in a while. And Tavion Galloway is right there with them in receiving ability. Both those guys can run, run, run. Of course, uh, Tavion Galloway, Chillicothe, and, and Glenville has Damarian Witten. Uh, every time I watch Glenville – I thought Witten was a receiver when he caught the ball. Now, he doesn't line up at tight end all the time. They flex him out, but he's going to have a tight end body once they're finished with him. 
there's Jack Samarco's another tight end down at uh, Walnut Hills. And uh, Gavin Grover is the guy in Olentangy that's the best all-around type tight end, the best blocker, but maybe not quite the receiver some of the other guys are. So, excuse me, three pretty good-looking tight ends. And then when you go over to linebacker, Garrett Stover is the guy we already have already who's committed. And that position I didn't think was deep. As I'm looking at some of these names here, uh, Danny Inglis out of Canfield has a bunch of offers. Jason Kelly out of uh, Whitmer has some offers. Um, but it's not like a real deep group at linebacker. So just like that receiver group, a couple guys at the top, but not really the national depth, at least not that I'm seeing yet, that, you know, uh, and there will be guys that pop. There are three stars right now that when we see them in camp and they laid out of time, they'll pop. Uh, and then you mentioned that pass rushers, uh, Elias Rudolph is definitely the best pass rusher, defenseman in the class. Brian Robinson, obviously, is another national name out of that position. Uh, and then defensive tackles, there may not be as many guys. But again, you know, going position by position, for Ohio State to have five, six, I think it was an eight offers out already, that's pretty good for a, a Ohio class. I mean, there's been years where Ohio State hasn't taken nearly that many. And I think there may be your camp surprises and other kids that pop up and get these Ohio State offers. And, and actually, Ohio State right now has offered nine kids in Ohio already. They've offered nine in Ohio. And as mentioned, this isn't even camp time yet. And usually they're going to offer uh, a few more come camp time. So they could easily uh, go – to 10 to 12 offers just in Ohio for the class of 2024. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, and one of my top defensive tackles, Ted Hammond, just committed to Michigan. Uh, yeah. Dominic Kirks at uh, Villa St. Joe's is really starting to pick up a bunch of offers. Any of these other guys could pop. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Ohio State got in on some of these other uh, tackles, even if it's this summer. You know, I don't know how solid Ted Hammond could be in Michigan. That was a pretty quick offer commitment, you know. Yeah. Less than a week turnaround there. So, like you said, the process hasn't even get started, and a lot of these kids are committing. Jake, uh, bring up my sleeper, Jake Wheelock, interior offensive lineman. Uh, he's going to go to Ohio State's camp down your way, Dan, Dayton Stebbins. Stebbins. He's going to Ohio State's camp with a goal of getting that Ohio State offer. Don't sleep on him. All right. We're going to take a quick break here so we can play, pay some podcast bills and come right back. We've got some great questions in the forum here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's take a few questions from the peanut gallery. Right in line here. Mika Hanna, do you think we offer Ben Roebuck and Brian Robinson soon? 
as an offensive lineman and a defensive end up towards y'all's way. Vibes. Mark, I, I would say, I, I would say there, there, there's people are in, especially in the case of Roebuck ruling him out, so to speak, because Ohio state offered the Armstrongs. He's still on the radar. Roebuck. I mean, he's still got a chance to get an offer. You know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, because when you look at it, if if they get the Armstrongs, they've got a chance to get some really good, well, great out-of-state players still, too. Um, Jordan Seaton from Washington, D.C. Uh, Liam Andrews, a guy that's not mentioned enough. High State's stopped at his school twice uh, this month. Uh, he's more of an interior offensive lineman. Seton, I think, could play tackle or guard. But there's a number of out-of-state guys that they have a shot at getting too. So uh, I wouldn't cross those – my opinion is I wouldn't cross those guys off of the radar screen yet uh, for the Buckeyes. You know, Mark, I, I, think the, I think the Ben Roebuck, if he wants the Ohio State offer and he keeps working – and what I've seen of that kid over the past two years is he just keeps getting better and better – I think he shows up at Ohio State camp and he can earn the offer because I think he'd be good enough. Uh, I think Brian Robinson is good enough also. But if you're following social media, uh, those guys took a picture up at Michigan last week saying the best players in Ohio go to Michigan. And uh, Brian Robinson was in that photo. Uh, there's other social media postings where I don't know if he's friendly with Ohio State just based on what he's publicly put out in the you know Internet world. Uh, so I don't know if it's about Brian Robinson's ability in Ohio State. I just might be an attitude. And I know he's got a ton of Power 5 offers, and there'll be NIL money with him. And those things may come to fruition and, you know, settle that scene. But, yeah, Ben Roebuck, I think if he wants it, just keep working and show up at Ohio State camp and not get distracted that they offer two other guys on your team and not you. I mean, that's a – I know that's a personal slight maybe. You may feel that. I mean, most athletes are going to take that as motivation. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't count him out. So I'd say he's maybe the better of the two there. No, yeah, I would I agree. Be, almost like Bill, I think the Armstrongs also. We talked about rankings. I don't care what those dudes are ranked. You know what I'm saying? Like that'll take care of itself. I've been around football long enough to know when I see kind of the uh, two guys who are going to eventually be NFL looking dudes. So to be compared to those guys and not get the first offer. I imagine it's a little more difficult. And listen, if you've got to get both of them, you're going to offer them a little earlier if they're twins. That makes sense. That's not like – I mean, it's a leverage game here. All right, next question. I mean, and, and back to the Armstrong, a lot of their rankings and evaluations, if you looked at their film last year, it's JV film. You know, they right. as sophomores, they're not even getting to the varsity field yet because they're 235, 240 pounds. You know, so there was a – a stigma. A lot of times when you see a player first, and he, I remember, I, I'm not going to call anybody out, but I will. Alan True and Will Fong were at the Under Armour camp last year, and all they did was watch Ben Roebuck and all these other guys, and I pointed to the Armstrong twins, and they kind of gave you that look like, what about them? I'm like, they're going to get bigger, guys. You know, they're only 250 or whatever. They don't look yet, but what do you think they're going to do? Stop lifting tomorrow morning and never go in another weight room? Like, it's hard to see, and it's, you know what? In, in everybody's defense, it's hard to see the best that every kid growing to an Ohio State kid when they don't look like an Ohio State kid a year ago. That's this process, though. And so when you, I know rankings for the, the Armstrong twins weren't as high as everyone probably wanted. 
But that's all. That's last year's news, guys. You know, do the evaluation this year. It's also 240-pound JV players at St. Ed's aren't a big deal. At almost every other high school in the United States, when you see JV, you think, oh, he must not be that good. Yeah. They go to a factory. You know what I'm saying? So but, the but, further you get outside Cleveland and don't know that, it's perception becomes reality, and you're just wrong. Yeah, I mean, it, and that offensive line always produces Division One kids, so you're sitting behind Division One kids. Yeah. So it's never a slight on your ability the way you would say at a smaller school. You play – uh, JV at Oakwood in your sophomore year, you're not going to be a Division One player, bro. We have that on the list. Bill knows that. All right, Bill, <laughs> drill down on this because I want to know how much stress I'm going to go through. These two guys, the corners, Aaron Scott and Bryce West, and we've, we've already told you this. These, if, if Aaron Scott lived in North Dakota and Bryce West lived in Wyoming, they would be in the same spot on Ohio State's board. Maybe not right now, but we'd find them. These are big-time national prospects that could go and play in the SEC tomorrow. We need to keep them in state, Bill. What do, what do you think about both of them? If you could break it up into each of their recruitments and kind of your vibes on both. Well, it's interesting. It seems like every day I see a Bryce West is for sure going to Michigan or the next day Ohio State's got him. I mean, it's back and forth every day. And, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the bottom line is you know, in Bryce West, then uh, uh, he will come out and say, my recruitment is 100% open. Uh, he did that again, I believe, uh, yesterday, late yesterday afternoon or last night, um, he's going through the process and he's going to go through the process. The Glenville guys Bill, virtually Bill, I don't mean, do. I don't mean to interrupt, but I think I saw a tweet by Bryce late last night that he was actually like, it felt like a threatening tone to reporters, like don't report something on me that's not true because I think he might be getting, it, it felt to me like he was getting fed up with people saying you're going to Michigan or you're going to Ohio State, and quit putting that in print unless I say that, and I haven't said that, is the vibe I was getting. Right. And I, uh, you know, again, Arvell Reese was the anomaly that didn't go through the process. He, uh, Mark and I kind of knew about that. It was Well, we did know about it, that it was coming. Uh, in fact, uh, he announced his commitment as I was getting on a plane to come back from Florida, and uh, we, we got that out just just as the plane was about to take off. I can remember that well. Um, but he was the anomaly. Um, I expect Bryce West to, to take a visit, take his visits and all that. I, I still like Ohio State when all is said and done. I have him crystal ball to Ohio State. Does that mean he's going there for sure? No, but I like Ohio State's in that one. I also have Aaron Scott crystal ball to Ohio State. Uh, Kentucky certainly is a school that he has been looking hard at and, you know, Notre Dame, Tennessee, there's a bunch of schools in there for all of these kids. They're, they're national recruits, they're potential first round NFL draft choices. Um, but in the end, I continue to like Ohio state's chances with both Bryce West and Aaron Scott. We'll see what happens, but I don't expect them to all of a sudden announce in three days, their college. I just don't think it's going to work that way. From everything they've told me, it's not going to be that way. 
Mark, we've talked about Jaffe's a lot here, and we were probably higher on him than the rest of the country, and the top 247 is going to follow along with that. How would you compare Matthews to these two guys in terms of a prospect? Yeah, they're in the same ballpark. You could put all three of them together. They all have the above six-foot or six-foot frames. They're all close to 200 pounds. They all run lightning-fast 40s, ball skills. Uh, If you – Let's, let's say this. If you had them all switch uniforms, you know, put the Glenville uniform on the Winton Woods kid, put the Winton I doubt in pregame if they were all running around, you'd be able to tell who the right guy was. You know, I, I think they're that similar body style. And, you know, and, and this is like the joke, I think. Every time we go watch those guys play, they don't do anything because they're glued to one guy and it's just running next to him the whole game. And it's not fun to watch as far as highlights and, and, and grading and evaluating and, you know, that type of thing. So, but they all do that with the same effortless type of ability. And and every now and then you see them ignite during a game, you know, you see them get their chance to make a play and you see why they are who they are, but it's, it's fewer and farther between as their reputation grows. Yeah. They're big time. And I also want to finish with this. We had an item in the boarding house yesterday about Elias Rudolph. And look, the one thing in football that it seems to be, I don't know if it's the most coveted trait, but it's up there maybe besides quarterback. And that is the elite edge pass rusher that on third and long just changes the game. Uh, There's a certain group of brothers from the Ohio State area that are doing quite well in the NFL. You may have heard of them. Nick Bosa will be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year this year, and he's an edge rusher. That's what he does. Um, Obviously, Ohio State has a great track record there. I do think Rudolph is a bit of an interesting case because of the way he was prepped over the last year or so, and we had that in there. Bill, uh, Mark, you can give us a little bit of an advanced scouting report on him, and Bill, maybe who else they're in competition with? Because I would say Scott, you know, and West and Rudolph are guys you absolutely cannot let leave the state. In uh, in the case of Rudolph, I think that uh, three schools, and I, I've been talking to uh, and ta- checking with people on Rudolph for a for quite a long time, actually. Um, the very first time I think I talked to him. He mentioned three schools, Ohio State, uh, Clemson, and Notre Dame at that point. You know, he said those were three schools he was he was going to highly consider. Um, as, as things have gone on, I think more schools have been added. But the one school that continuously comes up, uh, whether you're talking to his coach or whoever, uh, is Ohio State. And that's part of the reason I crystal balled him to Ohio State. I like Ohio State's chances there. Um, I don't necessarily get the vibe that uh, that he's going to commit today, for instance. Um, again, you never know. Kids all of a sudden make up their minds and they'll do they'll make a commitment. But, um, you know, my gut feeling is, is that when he is ready to commit, Ohio State's in a good position with him. How good is he, Mark? Well, when I, yeah, when I saw Elias play this year, he was wearing the Ohio State gloves and he had no problem showing them off and letting everybody know what was going on there. So, you know, if you want to read the tea leaves from months ago, his that's where his mind was at then. Uh, it'd have to change, I think, for him to do something else. Uh, Dan touched on it when he said, you know, the elite position, hard to find defensive end. Let's break that down. Why? 
uh, a 300 pound offensive tackles over there. You either got to blow by him with rockets in your shoes, or you got to run through him as a big man that can do it. And there's very few human beings that are built to do that. And if you follow pass rushers, you know, you'll see 200 or 210 pound linebackers that have jets in their shoes that can blow by guys, but they're so light. Once guys get their hands on them, the game's over. Uh, Micah Parsons was a little bit light, but he seems to have power, but he's a guy right now that's blown by NFL tackles. And every now and then you'll see him change that into power. Uh, you see bigger defensive ends, the Bosa, as you brought up, 260, 280 pounds maybe, where, yeah, they have enough ass and enough lean where if they could shock a tackle with a strike and bull rush them and have the speed and power to go inside and outside. So as I'm talking about this unique human that you want, uh, reading that Borden House item, I, Elias Rudolph, Bill, I think he was 200 pounds uh, a year or so ago or maybe coming out of the blocks where yeah. he wasn't a, a defensive end body. He was an outside linebacker body. And the question was, this kid can't run and cover, you know, backs out of the backfield. He's not going to be a coverage guy at linebacker, uh, unlike like uh, Sonny Styles or some of these other guys that have that same long body. Um, but as you see Rudolph develop, the weight is coming on. Uh, he's going to he has a chance in, in a couple of years of college to be that 250 pound, 260 pound kid, which nobody would have believed a couple of years ago if you said his shoulders and chest and legs would fill out. Uh, so I think what you're alluding to is he hasn't lost the twitch. This could be that special combination where it's all adding up to defensive end and the power, maybe the last addition to his package. But that's truly, you know, making going to make him special. And, and he's definitely a little twitchier than Brian Robinson. So if there were one A and one B, Elias Rudolph has got the twitch in the, the, the blinding pass rushing ability. Uh, Brian Robinson's more of a power guy right now. He uses his strength and, you know, that type of stuff to beat people up. Also, I want to mention real quick, uh, looking ahead, I guess, I think this spring is going to be an interesting and fun time. If you're not a Bucknuts member yet, get on board because uh, this spring, I think, uh, is going to be uh, pretty enjoyable to follow things. Highest State is offering a a lot of kids right now. Um, they're out on the road recruiting, and they're going to be out till uh, January 28th is when they uh, cannot, uh, after that, go out and recruit on the road. So they're going to be out uh, the rest of this week. And they've offered a lot of kids over the past few weeks. And almost every one of those kids that I've talked to, and it's been a lot of kids, has mentioned that they plan to visit Ohio State this spring. Uh, they're thrilled that they've got an Ohio State offer. And these are national kids from whether it be uh, Baltimore or Washington, D.C. or Texas or wherever. Uh, they've all said, most all of them, I'm going to get to Ohio State and visit Ohio State in the spring. So it's going to be an interesting time. The brand remains strong, people. Don't kid yourself. This is going to be uh, a very fun recruiting session once again. We are Psych, these dudes will be here to guide us through Ohio in the class of 2024. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.